One. I'm TJ. And I'm Will. And this is Real, Real Talk, Talk Sports. Sports. And today we got a lot to talk about. This time during the week, um, hockey has started back up not too long ago. Yeah. Gardner-Webb football with 0-3, hoping to bounce back and upset a ranked team against Walford this year. I mean this year, this week. Nah. And then, of course, a lot of stuff going to NFL. Some, a couple of 0-2 teams who don't know what... Who it's where it's really early in the season, but yet we don't know what to look forward to with these teams, and more to come as well. So to start out with GW Sports, Gardner Web Football, they play Wofford, number 16 ranked Wofford, 2-0, known for their running game at this point because they have not scored any passing touchdowns yet this year. So with that being said, so far they've scored a total of 52 points per game, but their defense has allowed an average right now of 50 points for their opponents. They've won their games by only one point so far this year. Both games. So, with that being said, one guy to watch out for in this Wofford team, especially the running back, and he is Lennox McAfee. He's run 177 rushing yards so far this year with three touchdowns. He's their biggest rushing threat right now, and their defense is actually what's kept them going, actually, especially with um, their sack leader. If I can get to him. Especially with their sack leader, Malik Rivera. Definitely got to watch out for Just... What does Gardner-Webb need to do to prepare against this Wofford team, Will? Okay, so obviously the running back is going to be a lot of work. Um, but I think uh, you also pointed out their biggest weakness as well, and that's their defense. Uh, considering they allow at least 50 points a game and that they only win by one point, I think that could be an open door for the Gardner-Webb offense, uh, especially for Tyrell Maxwell. I think so too, and since we are known for the rushing game, this is what they've allowed their opponents to do running the ball-wise. All right, Opponents have ran 291 total yards on them this year. And let's see, they've done, and actually they've um, actually have allowed more, 133 yards per game average for running for teams. So this is the crazy part. So they got to really step up here. Now, their running game is a big threat. They have, have 591 total rushing yards on the team so far this year. So Gardner-Webb's linebackers are really going to have to look out for that. Against the way at the game against Western Carolina, that's what they seem to struggle with, stopping the All-Star American for Western Carolina. Now, what what would you tell a defense if you're going up against this time this kind of rushing team that has the same style we do? Well, obviously the first uh, three uh, games have been uh, challenging, and it's only hoping that uh, the, after this they get a nice uh, bit, bit of a break, especially since homecoming's right around the corner. Yeah, they have a bye week next week, so. Um, but. I say just overall, be prepared, study the footage as much as you possibly can, and get as much rest as you possibly can as well because this running back is going to be all over the place. And you need the blitz as well. They're not great at the passing game. You need to force um, Linux McKen You need to force their QB. His name is Brandon Graham. He's not thrown a touchdown pass yet this year, and he's barely thrown the ball more than last game. He only threw it seven times last week in the last game against not Furman, who was it? Samford. And so with that being said right now, that I think we have a good chance of upsetting this team right now if our running game is on their game. Also, surprise people throwing the ball. Tyrell has that capability to throw the ball that he showed in the last minute of the game against Western Carolina. They need to use that. They run the ball way too much. So when that's not working, they got to get the passing game going. Not just that. Not Wofford's not the only tough team football is playing but other sports wise men's soccer plays six and one Furman and soccer 
while we are at two and two and one, it's going to be a really tough matchup here. But um, Furman, their leading kicker, his name is James Efron, and he has scored three go three goals for them this year. And actually, their only loss was to South Carolina, but they've dominated their other teams. And with that being said, Minnesota are hoping to go three and two and one. Um, Against tough opponents like Cincinnati, they lost three to one. Now this is going to be a tough opponent. What do the, what does men's soccer have to do here, Will? Obviously, uh, we're trying to uh, challenge our athletic teams are trying to challenge challenge themselves by giving them all these tough opponents. Uh, football, we went all the way to Wyoming you know, to play the age against Jared Allen. Uh, men's soccer, we played against Cincinnati, went all the way to Cincinnati uh, to play the Bearcats. Um, women's soccer, they went to Marshall, right? Yes, they did. They went to, to Marshall, which is another big-time sports school. Cool. And I'm not going to lie, I appreciate the challenge and everything, but uh, this isn't uh, going to work if we're just going to keep giving ourselves uh, tough opponents every single week. Yeah, I, I agree with that one, actually. I mean, but not just that, though, but talking about men's soccer, I mean, they've actually stepped up their game these last two games and i've been really impressed with what i've seen from them i'm hoping to see more i mean we dominated vmi the other day and that was just a great performance i can't wait to see more from these guys and women's soccer takes on liberty both of teams are struggling here with women's soccer being one to seven only three goals scored this year by our women's soccer total this year whereas liberty has struggled two five and two as well so this will definitely be a good win for whoever comes out with it, definitely. And I think heading into volleyball tonight, we play against 11-1 and Radford. We lost to the UNC Asheville, who was second in the conference. Radford being first. What does women's volleyball need to do to prepare for this game? Not only that, but how do you take on a team like Radford, who has two preseason All-Americans on their team, actually? Well, uh, from last season, I was able to tell that uh, Coach Sales uh, – he had an idea of where to, where to go with uh, the girls. Um, uh, here you ha got you lost uh, three top uh, of top volleyball players. Uh, two of them being uh, Taylor Lillard and Casey O'Connor. Um, and uh, I say that if you're, uh, you're going to try to make out make some breakout stars, then I say this is probably uh, the time to do it. Yeah, Coach Sales to me is a great coach. He's Really done well with what he's, what he's done with these girls ever since he's been here at Gardner-Webb. And I think one thing that would be on my mindset as in his shoes is how do we keep, how do we control the ball? How do we control the spikes and the sets? That would be a best way to take on an 11-1 team Radford. And let me tell you, Radford's only lost to Miami, Ohio, and they upset South Carolina, actually. A team they were expected to lose to. They upset them. So it's going to be interesting to see what we do here. College football. So... Last week was pretty interesting. We almost had we had a couple upsets, and we almost had a couple of upsets. And then other games were just surprisingly blowouts. So with that being said, now we enter week three, week four. Heisman predictions-wise, people to look out for, such as Mason Rudolph from Oklahoma State, Baker Mayfield from Oklahoma, Saquon Barkley running back out of Penn State, Lamar Jackson. What, what, Will, what is one player that stands out to you as a Heisman candidate that you've seen around college football? Um, I have to say uh, one of the guys you mentioned on here, Saquon Barkley from Penn State, because I felt like that uh, Penn State has just been a dark horse right now. They are, what, number four in the nation right now? Yes. And uh, they have been quietly winning uh, games, uh, and uh, they are just been on fire. Uh, Saquon Barkley have been 
been making a big name for himself. And how many rushing yards does he have? He has almost. He's up to almost 700 so far, and we're heading. That is incredible here. for a Big Ten football player. Six rushing touchdowns as well. No, because I think major kudos to this guy. He has a future ahead of him. I agree too, and we can't forget about Nick Chubb. That's one player that's not on this list is Nick Chubb. I saw. I watched him last week. Amazing job, and against Notre Dame, he did a great job. Nick Chubb has not been mentioned ever since his injuries. I think he comes out and surprises people. Definitely, you got to watch out for. But Mason Rudolph, I I can't I we're far, far away from this, but I can't wait to see him and Baker Mayfield square off. This is going to be one of those games where it's going to be like one of the best QB battles of all time in college football, in my opinion. These two have been amazing. So Nebraska Cornhuskers they fired their athletic director Sean Ekhorst after poor Nebraska one and two right now in football after starting out so well. Now they're just falling apart. They haven't been doing well these last three years, as well as their other sports programs. So they fired their athletic director. Will, what do you, good, good idea or bad idea? And if whatever the question may be, whatever your answer may be, I mean, um, I think it all depends uh, on, you know, how serious they are. Cause if this is going to be like a, a rebuilding year, if you want to put Nebraska football back on the map, then, uh, this may or may not be the best uh, option because, uh, uh, the person who has the most, who does the most work on the football team, is of course the head coach. Now, uh, but apparently they're putting all the blame on the athletic director for some reason. Yeah, but and to me, that's going to be a, it's going to be hard to find somebody that can do all of that. That's you're going to have to find somebody really experienced, and you also got to look at the coaching staff. They're on the hot seat right now, just like our coaches are on the hot seat here at Gardner Webb. So, shouldn't we have just fired? Shouldn't they have just fired the head coach? As well as the athletic director, I think uh, they, the the only reason they didn't is because it's very early in the season. We're coming up uh, to week four, and uh, there's what thirteen weeks in football. If yes. you if you include the conference championship, yes, uh, yeah, yeah. So I say it's still fairly early because uh, I figured that if uh, Nebraska got rid of their coach right then, then they would be a thinking ship, and they would be sinking very fast without their captain. It's Yeah, it's just crazy to think about. This guy has been there for quite some time, actually, and it's just, I guess they Nebraska just felt, you know, maybe it's just time to let this guy go and start somewhere fresh. Now, they haven't hired anybody yet. They have a in, someone interning on that position, hoping to have somebody by the end of this week, early next week. It'll be interesting to see what they do here. Clemson loses their place kicker, Greg Hugel, to torn ACL in a freak accident. He tore his ACL in his right knee on a field goal attempt late in Wednesday's practice. He was a Groza Award semifinalist last season and a fixture on Clemson's national championship team when he bolted two field goals last week in a win over Louisville, including a career-long 49-yarder. It's crazy to think about. Will, what's what's your take on this? Well, obviously, uh, when your kicker... Uh, uh, I mean, uh, injuries are something uh, to never joke about, especially if it's a torn ACL, because you could be out for, what, a year with that kind of injury? It's, yes, you can. Uh, so that's definitely a big blow, uh, but I say this could be an opportunity for a, a, a new face uh, to come in and shine. Yeah, and it was just crazy. According to Dabo Swinney, it's a freak accident. They were in a two-minute drill, which we do at the end of every Wednesday practice, and a defensive player rolled into him after his kick. And then he walked off the field after practice, and then tests revealed the extent of his injury. So junior Alex Spence is expected to take over kicking duties. 
He had six kickoffs last season and connected on a lone PAT of his career. So it's going to be – this is Spence's time to shine. It's going to be interesting to see how he does. Are they, are they going to even attempt long field goals? Are they going to go for it? Not questioning whether Alex Spence can get it or not, even though they're not – because they're not really comfortable with him yet. I mean, they've been working with Hugo since last year. So what, what's your take on this? If you're a kicker replacing a kicker injured, how – do you, how what what would it be like to be in those shoes? And what about the Clemson team? Do they feel comfortable letting him kick long field goals? Do they go for it now until? Well, obviously, whenever you're going to fill in for a starter, it's some pretty big shoes to fill, especially if you're going to be on the big stage, uh, perform, uh, playing in front of uh, who knows how many people. It could be fifteen thousand to up to a hundred thousand. Um, so the pressure will definitely be on this uh, guy. Um, but he can't let that uh, distract him because uh, what's important is uh, focusing on uh, you know, playing football and not, uh, ah. um, you're fine. Uh, okay. But yeah, uh, this is obviously going to be a lot of pressure, but I don't think that he should have a lot to worry about. Yeah, it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be a new field. And I, I, I wouldn't be too worried about it. As Clemson fans, I wouldn't be too worried about it. Now, sadly, Midwestern State's Robert Gray dies from injuries that he suffered while tackling. Um, he, he died Tuesday from injuries that he suffered making a tackle in a game Saturday against, against the Mustangs in a 35-13 win over Texas A&M Kingsville in Wichita Falls, Texas. Now, it was from critical injuries, not releasing what injuries he had, but... He died, and so this is a very, it's very sad to hear something like this, especially football is a dangerous sport. A mm -hmm. lot of injuries, serious injuries, career-ending injuries, and even deaths have taken a toll from stuff like this. Will, how do you, what, how does, how does the school mourn for this? I mean, it's just, how does the football team recover from this? I mean, it's pretty hard to recover after a, a teammate has uh, died uh, from a uh, injury, but uh, I think the one thing that you should ask is, what would uh, this person want uh, us uh, to do? And uh, if I was uh, Robert Grace, I would have wanted him to kept uh, playing because uh, there would be no need for them to stop uh, pl playing because they should uh, dedicate the rest of the season to him. Definitely. And prayers go out to Grace family and to Midwestern State as well. Before we get off the, the college football topic, Last question, which team really looks impressive to you so far this year? What team has really caught your eye that you didn't expect? Um, as much as I uh, enjoyed watching o Oklahoma, I have to keep with my word and say uh, Penn State because uh, ever since uh, their uh, little uh, trouble that they've been in with uh, uh, Jerry Sandusky and everything, they have been on a tear as of late. Uh, this is becoming the new Penn this is the brand new Penn State. We are no longer in the Joe Paternal Paterno area, even though he was a phenomenal coach, no matter what happened. Um, and uh, we are. This is uh, just a side of uh, the school that we have never heard of seen before. It's like there's a fire inside of them uh, that's just burning so viciously. Do you think they could beat Ohio State? I think there's a good possibility they can. I do too. I think they could win their side of the Big Ten Conference. As a matter of fact, now. The team that has impressed me, Mississippi State. They've come out of nowhere. They dominated LSU last week. 
And, of course, now they take on Georgia, which who I think they'll upset. I think they're the team for to compete with Alabama. That's my opinion. They, the running game, they lead the, the nation in rushing yards, rushing attempts, and their passing game is amazing. Not to mention their defense is sixth in opponent yards. Like LSU had less than 200 total yards in the game against them. It's impressive to see. And Georgia has surprised me too. Losing their starting QB, bringing Jake Fromm in, he's done impressively well. Nick Chubb back on his game. I'm just excited to see what college football is going to bring more to us. Major League Baseball, Will, what do we have from that? Okay, so I actually have uh, the notes right here. Awesome. Going to have to pull it up. To start off, the Indians have sweeped their, swept their series with the Angels to win their 27th win out of their last 28 games, making them the third team in MLB history to do so, which I think gives me uh, my, my own question that I want to bring out. Are the Indians now a threat uh, for the AL pennant? I mean, people were considering it's going to be the Astros or the Yankees or the Red Sox, but now the Indians come out, they win 27 of their last 28 games, and now they could be uh, on the brink of winning, bringing home that AL pennant and going to the World Series once again. Not to mention they have 96 wins so far this year, one behind the Dodgers who are on the other side, yes I know, but Indians are really impressive. I mean, is this their t the year they win the World Series, Will? <laughs> I think there's a possibility because baseball is full of surprises. We never know what will uh, happen. And who knows? We might get a new uh, World Series champion this year. It might not be somebody that we've ha we would never expect. Indians and Dodgers, do you see that? Ooh, that, that actually would be a pretty good World Series matchup to I see. Would, I, I totally think so, too. I, I, would, I would totally watch that. Oh, my goodness. All right. Next, <laughs> and I think everybody is aware of this, that a, at a Yankees game in the Bronx, a child was hit by a uh, foul ball, what? and uh, she is being hospitalized right now. Oh, my. Whoa. Yep. Any word if she's okay or not? I mean, uh, There's no word, but it uh, says that she's being hospitalized for... She, she's being treated for her injuries. That's another dangerous sport, especially in the crowd. No, especially uh, since uh, the only uh, the cover you have is the uh, helmet, and that's only when you're batting, but other than that you're pretty much vulnerable to pretty much every single part of your body. But they don't have a net to where, like, the foul balls go to keep, like, people from getting hit, though? Oh, oh, uh, this isn't, uh, like, behind the home plate. This is uh, out uh, in the first baseline, I believe. Oh, man. Well, that makes sense. Wow. Yeah, that, the, so yeah the balls can come out uh, at you pretty fast. Yeah, especially the speed that they're thrown plus the hitting index. It's crazy. And lastly, uh, the Milwaukee Brewers' Jimmy Nelson to miss a chunk of the 2018 season with a shoulder injury. That's really going to hurt them, too. He was a big part of their team. It's really going to hurt them, especially if uh, the Brewers were thinking, were even considered to be favorites uh, to, to be in the, in the playoffs. Exactly. Man. So Major League Baseball almost coming to a close soon. It's going to be interesting to see the playoffs and everything. More on that, for, more on that as the season continues from us, because baseball is one of our favorite sports. NHL hockey started not too long ago, and the Boston, the teams to mention are the Boston Bruins, the Islanders, Chicago, and the Oilers. Both are undefeated right now. This, all four teams are undefeated right now. So with that being looked, looking at that, Will, what do you expect to see from this hockey season? I know it's really early, but which teams really look impressive right now? Uh, Pittsburgh has been impressive as of uh, late. Like you. They won their, what was it, third Stanley Cup in the past five years? Yes. 
Um, and uh, the Predators have nothing to be ashamed of as well, even though they came up uh, short. Because uh, who would have thought that uh, a, a hockey team from Nashville would be in the Stanley Cup Finals? Got me, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think the Bruins could definitely be a team uh, to look out for. They've been uh, a dark horse almost every single uh, season, and I think yeah. they'll continue to be for years to come. I think so, too. And it's going to be interesting to see as the hockey season goes on. More word from that from us as well. Now for NBA-wise, before we head to NBA, NFL, a big big news in the NBA. One of the only things that's being followed right now. The Lakers have signed center Andrew Bogut, former Golden State player, former Houston Rocket player, is now with the Lakers for a one-year deal. And now he joins along with Brooke Lopez, who they signed early in the offseason. And the, the Lakers are really trying to build their team with rumors that LeBron is really talking to them and whether Russell... Magic and Russell, if there's um, Russell actually came out and said Magic and him have been talking about whether or not he's going to leave OKC, OKC and come to the Lakers. It's not really been, it's not been a confirmed. Like I said, Russell Westbrook said he's talking about it, and he could take Paul George with him. Of course, that would that would probably um, push LeBron away because then that wouldn't really work out. But the Lakers will. Do you think this is the time where the Lakers finally show that they're the true kings of the NBA? Well, obviously, this is going to be uh, their uh, time when they're going to be building up on uh, star power because uh, they not only have Lonzo Ball, they have uh, Brooke Lopez, who is one of the shining stars for the Brooklyn Nets uh, 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 for the last uh, couple of years. Um, uh, and now they have Andrew Bogut, uh, who is really popular in Australia yeah. and uh, started out with the Bucks, uh, did very well there, and then went on... Uh, to be with the Golden State Warriors, who are now the big dynasty in, the, in basketball. So, obviously, the Lakers are making some pretty smart moves. And if they are able to win land with Russell or LeBron, then I say they're all set. Exactly. And with Bogut being added now, you've, ha you've twiced up your defense because he's a great defensive player as well. So, Magic is really being smart here. I love what he's doing with this t organization. I'm so excited for this upcoming basketball season. NFL now, there are, oh, there are, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, oh, and two teams right now. Of course, nine, if you count the 49ers, they're 0 and three now after the loss to the Rams. So, with that being said, we have the Bengals, Giants, Browns, Chargers, Saints, Jets, Colts, and Bears, all 0 and two as they will play this Sunday. All right, so, Will, let's talk about this for a minute. First off, which 0 and, team, 0 and two team surprises you the most? And which 0-2 team that's on this list right now could make the playoffs? Well, I have to say the one that surprises me uh, the most. I'm not going to lie. It's probably going to have to be uh, the Browns because they put up a really good fight with the Steelers because you would think that they would get blown out, like, say, 35-3 to or something like that. Yeah. But, no, they, uh, put, it was like, they put up, like, what, 20, point, 20 points against them? Yes, they did, actually. And uh, that... For a team that uh, has a reputation of not doing so well, that is amazing. It really is. I think. Uh, uh, but for and for a team that can make the playoffs, huh? I would probably have to say uh, the Saints because uh, even though uh, they uh, lost uh, to the Patriots uh, pretty quite big last year, uh -huh. that is the probably the only big loss that they're gonna have. Uh, there's still plenty of football left, and I think they can recover. I think so, too. I think, honestly, the Bengals really surprised me this year as well. I mean, you know, I, have, I would have expected them to be 1-1 one one at least this year, but they've really struggled, especially on offense. Now, I know they're missing key players on defense to suspensions. They got Pac-Man back. 
Burfisset is not supposed to come back for another two games, so when he comes back, their defense will be whole again. It'll be interesting to see now. As of playoff-wise, I'm going to go with your decision, the Saints. I really think the Saints will come out and surprise people. I think right now, who is more likely to which 0-2 team is more likely to win, including we've got the Colts and Browns, both 0-2, facing against each other. The Jets, who are taking on the Dolphins. Giants taking on the Eagles. Bengals play the Packers. They don't get a day off. Mm-hmm. Chiefs against the Chargers. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. I think that's all the 0-2 teams that I've mentioned. I'm sorry, could you repeat the question again? Yes. Okay, so which 0-2 team is likely to win? All right, so the Browns and Colts are going to play each other. Only one of those teams can come out of that with 1-2. and two. <sighs> Giants play the Eagles. Bengals the Packers. Chargers the Chiefs. Ooh, I didn't say that right. Saints versus the Panthers. And Jets versus the Dolphins, as well as the well, Bears versus the Steelers. Well, the Jets might actually have a decent chance, and this is my completely unbiased uh, thoughts here. Um, uh, but think if the Chargers could uh, give the, the Dolphins a run for their, their money with a, an out-of-retirement to uh, Jay Cutler, I think the Jets might have a, a decent shot at uh, beating them. It may not be uh, great, uh, but... At least there's a chance. Exactly. Uh, let's see. What else is there? Who do the Chargers play? The Chargers, they play the Chiefs. Ooh, and that's an Arrowhead Stadium, right? Yes. Yes, that's going to be a bit of a challenge. Uh, I don't uh, see them winning that game. Uh, Browns and Colts? Oh, I feel like this is going to be a bit of a toss-up uh, game. But uh, I feel like uh, the Colts are more likely uh, to win this one. Oh, I agree. <sighs> and let's see. Bengals play the Packers. Yes. Well, when you will play against Aaron Rodgers, you know you're in for a world of hurt. Especially with the defensive woes for the Bengals. For the Bengals. Bengals. <laughs> yeah, so I say, and let's see, the Saints play the Panthers. That's going to be another tough game, considering uh, the Panthers, uh, well, their offense, the Panthers' offense, surprisingly, hasn't been that great, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Because yeah, really Cam Newton has been known to overthrow and I think that could be an open door to the Saints' uh, defense. Yeah. But I say that the Panthers uh, still win. I think so, too. Honestly, the only team I see coming out of this is the Colts. Maybe the Chargers pulling upset. Maybe the Jets coming out of this alive. It depends on what the Eagle, how the Eagles are performing for the Giants. I mean, we'll talk about Giants' woes here in a minute. That's really all I see. I don't really see the Bears beating the Steelers. I don't really see... The Saints surviving against the Panthers. Now, I think it'll be a close one, whether or not they're able to pull it out. That defense from the Saints has really surprisingly not been that great this year. I mean, like I said, I knew they were going to struggle, but I thought they would put up a better fight than what they've had been doing lately. And I think that it's just going to be interesting to see. Now, the Giants' woes, 43 points they have allowed so far that's total this year. Their offense, one passing touchdown this year. No rushing touchdowns. They're rushing. Nobody on the rushing side has not gotten even to 100 yards yet. Under 50 yards for the rushers. Receiving-wise, only one person has 90-plus yards, and that's their rookie tight end, Ingram. Beckham only has 26 yards. Brandon Marshall only 27 receiving yards. So with that being said, Giants-Wells right now, what is going on with the Giants, Will? What, why are they struggling so badly? Obviously, it seems like uh, the, their stuff is in uh, the uh, wrong place here. I think so, too, and I was just studying them. Like, I was watching the Cowboys and Giants the other day, and then Monday I was watching them against the Lions, and it was just, they just didn't seem the same Giants like they were from last year, and it's 
crazy thing, I thought they were going to be a more threatening team, especially with the addition of Brandon Marshall and the, the way they drafted teams, uh, players in that draft. I, I thought they were going to do well. I say that the only thing that the Giants can do is the hope that Eli stays healthy. Exactly. Because if they don't, then they're going to get Geno Smith. And, and man. he's kind of had a, a rep for being not so good. And then Hades would freeze over. I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that being said, NFL, I found this out yesterday because it was released yesterday, that okay. the NFL was considering to move the Chargers back to San Diego. Say what? Bad idea to move them to L.A. in the first place, Will. Well, if you were going to move them to L.A., but then decided, no, we're going to move them back to San Diego, then what was the point of putting them in L.A.? And biggest thing is, why did you move them to the L.A. soccer stadium, the Galaxy soccer stadium? Why are they playing there? Why couldn't they stay in San Diego? I don't know the whole story. Well, they couldn't, they couldn't sell a lot of tickets in a soccer stadium. I mean, I don't know if uh, soccer is very big in California. I'm not 100% certain. Uh, but, uh, foot, but it's... This Galaxy Stadium just wasn't the right place to put the football team. And honestly, I bet Goodell is kicking himself in the ass right now for this. Like, <laughs> this is crazy. You should. They were. They had a huge fan base, San Diego. Not only that, you look at this. Rivers and Gates will retire in a soccer stadium. No, I. I'd say <sighs> if if I was a member of the Chargers, I would say no. I want to play in a big time stadium in front of uh, over seventy thousand people. Uh, play in front of my friends and family. I do not want this. And this is crazy. I mean, their Super Bowl was known to be put was I mean, their Super Bowl. Wow, their stadium played at Super Bowl had Super Bowls there. They had a big stadium there. What was the point in moving them? It's just like I can understand the Raiders moved to Las Vegas. At first, I didn't. Now I do. I understand moving the Rams to L.A. now a little bit better. But this whole Chargers moving thing never made sense to me. I never understood it, and it's just crazy to me. With that being said, it is time for the recap of the Rams and 49ers. Now, this was a surprisingly a good game, Will. 41-39 Rams was the final score. Todd Gurley had an impressive game with 28 carries for 113 yards, two touchdowns, and a touchdown catch as well. Plus, Jared Goff with three touchdown passes, two of them to Sammy Watkins, who had 106 receiving yards yesterday. Now... We talk about Brian Hoyer from the 49ers had two touchdown passes. Carlos Hyde with two touchdown ru- tu- two rushing touchdowns. Garcon, seven catches, 142 yards. What was your thoughts on this game, Will? I know we weren't able to see it because Gardner-Webb does not have the NFL network. But no. looking at the stats. But, okay, so I didn't think this game would be anything considering it's two teams that uh, I'm not going to lie that I don't know if anybody would really follow. But... I try to give uh, some uh, games uh, uh, or some things the benefit of the doubt, and I didn't give this game the benefit of the doubt when it turns out that this is, is probably one of the most exciting games that we'll see in, in this, this season. Exactly. So I, the 49ers, they, I got a better perspective on them for this. Of course, the Rams' defense tends to struggle, but I liked what I saw from them yesterday. I saw a 49ers team that was great when they had Alex Smith. That was great when they had Colin Kaepernick. I saw that kind of 49ers team. And I bet San Fran is cheering because, hey, yeah, we're 0-3, but, hey, we put up a fight the other day, man. We have a chance here. Now we're headed to NFL picks. The first one, 2-0 Falcons versus the 2-0 Lions. Who wins this one, Will? We have the Battle of the Mats, uh, Stafford versus Ryan. 
Um, I'm going to go with uh, the Falcons on this one because uh, of Devontae Freeman and Julio Jones. Uh, the Falcons offense will continue to be explosive and they'll just run over the Detroit defense. I'm going with the Lions in an upset here. I think that I see the Lions defense outdoing Matt Ryan. I see Matthew Stafford really has been doing has been impressive this year. Watch out for Eric Ebron. I don't think the Falcons really have a defensive player that can stay with him. I've got the Lions upsetting the Falcons here. Texans versus the Patriots, both teams 1-1. One one. Who wins this one, Will? Okay, so a lot of people are saying that Deshaun Watson isn't ready to start for Houston. And it's one thing to go into an away stadium, to go on an away home football game, but it's a totally different story if you're going to Foxborough, Massachusetts, to play at the Patriots in front of a home their home crowd especially if they're the Super Bowl champions. Exactly. They, they are going to be loud. They are going to be rowdy. He, Tom Brady is just going to eat Deshaun Watson alive. I'm not trying to do that mean or anything. <laughs> uh, but uh, this is just going to be really intimidating for the guy. And, yeah, I don't think he's ready. I'm going to go with New England. Rookies' records in Foxborough when facing Tom Brady have only two wins. The rest are losses. I just see the Patriots winning this one. I, I, th- I don't think the Texans' defense, they'll hold the Patriots under 24 points, but they still their offense will struggle a little bit. I think the win, Patriots win this. 2-0 Broncos, who upset the Cowboys last week, take on the Bills, who are 1-1 one one with a high-powered rushing team. The Broncos' defense held up Ezekiel Elliott to eight rushing yards last week. Can they do the same to LaShawn McCoy and hold off Tyrod Taylor? Okay, so the Broncos are obviously... Uh... Uh, favorites uh, to go far right now ever since their performance in their last two games. Um, uh, considering that their offense hasn't been uh, all that great ever since uh, Payne Manning has uh, called the career and rode off into the sunset. Um, but I say that their uh, defense could definitely be able to hold off uh, Tyrod Taylor considering he hasn't been doing that great. I'm going to go with Denver in this one. Trevor Simeon has really improved this year. I've been so impressed with his performance. He's a big part of this Broncos offense. I've got the Broncos winning this one. One and one Seattle Seahawks taking the one-on-one Titans. Who wins this one, Will? Okay, you have two uh, fairly young quarterbacks, Mariota and uh, Wilson. Uh, Both, I'd say, are probably at the prime of uh, their career. They want to make a big impression. Um, And I say... Beast Mo- Oh, wait, nope, uh, sorry, he's on a different team. Uh, I'm actually going to go with the Seahawks in this one. I'm going to go with Seattle in this one as well. Like I said, Russell Wilson's been struggling, yes. I think he steps up and wins this one for this team. Now, 0-2 Bengals, hoping to rebound, but sa- but sadly their troubles aren't over as they have to take on Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field, a tough place to play other than Foxborough. Who wins this one, Will? Well, Lambeau Field's obviously, it's an iconic stadium. You can not like that. You can, you, there's no way you can't, you can't like it. Exactly. Um, but whenever you play against uh, the Packers uh, there, it's always going to be uh, a tough uh, fight. I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I, I, yep, I see the Bengals going 0-3 here. The Packers will win it. Raiders 2-0 go to the... FedEx field to take on the Redskins, who have looked impressive last week against the Rams. They take on another challenging team with the Raiders. Who wins this one, Will? Okay, so Raiders have obviously uh, proven, uh, uh, I guess, proven their worth uh, by uh, beating uh, the Jets, even though it wasn't considered much of a competition. Um, uh, 
And Marshawn Lynch, he is just an animal in a cage just waiting to be released. And I say when he does get released, he's going to tear the Washington defense apart. I'm going to go with the Raiders. I'm going to go with the Raiders here as well. I see them beating the Redskins 35-17 to 17 here. Okay, yeah, I say so. Score. Finally, the Dallas Cowboys hoping to rebound. Take on the Arizona Cardinals. Who wins this one, Will? Okay, so the Dallas Cowboys defense needs to cover Larry Fitzgerald because uh, I think we've discussed this numerous times before. This could possibly be his last uh, season, and he's good, probably going to try to make this his best one yet. Um, the Cowboys are going to give it everything uh, they got. Um, Dak Prescott's uh, been doing impressive as of lately. Ezekiel Elliott held back uh, for about 80 rushing yards the last time against Denver. Um, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys here. I think they I think they bounce back. I think Dak Prescott does better. I think Elliott rushes more for more than eight yards this time. I think Dallas wins this one. And finally, our college football picks to start it off. Pac-12 matchup. Number 23, Utah takes on Arizona. Both teams, uh, Utah 3-0, Arizona 2-1. However, Utah struggled in their last game as... And Arizona actually is projected to upset them here with their um, quarterback who can run and throw the ball, Dawkins. Who wins this one, Will? Ooh, this might actually be a very competitive uh, game. But if uh, you can't really turn away the possibility of an uh, upset because, let's face it, it's college football, possibly the most unpredictable sport uh, in, yeah. the, in the country right now. Yes. Uh, so I say... I'm, I'm going to jump aboard the upset wagon and say that Arizona knocks off Utah. I'm going to go with Arizona in an upset, too. I see Dawkins performing highly well against this Utah team. Florida State finally getting to play their first game back since Hurricane Irma came for a visit. Now, they don't have um, QB Frank Hoyce. They lost him in the Alabama game. NC yeah. State has been known to upset Florida State. They've got a great offense right now. Their front seven defense is amazing. Who wins this one, Will? Well, considering that DeForest State's still without Frank Coyes, and uh, this is their first game back without uh, their first game back ever since Hurricane Irma, I say they're going to be a little bit uh, rusty uh, right now. And this is going to and right now NC State they've been resting, they've been working hard. They're going to uh, give uh, uh, the the Knolls a fight. I'm going to go with the Wolfpack. I'm going with the Wolfpack in an upset too. I see NC State pulling up their first upset. Honestly, I see them getting ranked after this as well. Another team that's considered to be ranked is California. If they are to beat the USC team, who almost lost to Texas after fighting two overtimes with them. Now they're ranked number five. They dropped to number five in the nation. Who wins this one, Will? Will Cal upset, or will the Trojans move on in the war? Actually, can, I've said this numerous times, and I consider California to be a bit of an underrated program in college football. Because um, when they had Davis Webb, he was phenomenal. He had what three thousand yards. Yes. Um, but uh, there's one, but but uh, Davis Webb no longer with the team, and there's one little factor in this game that uh, separates uh, these two. And, and I'll describe it in two words: Sam Darnold. Uh, <laughs> this quarterback has just been very impressive as of lately, and uh, the Trojans are just going to go very far with him. I'm going to go with USC. I think I'll go with USC. In a blowout here, actually. 34-10 to 10 will be my final score. Oh, wow. I see them thinking, hey, wow, Texas almost beat us. We really need to step up our game here. Yeah, they really need to. Let's let's take it out on California here. Okay, 34-10 <laughs> to 10 is my prediction. A team, another team that should be considered ranked, and it is the 3-0 Duke Blue Devils, upset Northwestern, took Baylor off the map, and, of course, they beat Central easily. Now they take on their rivals, UNC, who 
is one and two right now. Got it easy when he gets Old Dominion because the, the first two games were not easy for them. So now they take on the Duke Blue Devils. Who wins this one, Will? Well, obviously when you would knock off uh, teams like Northwestern and Baylor, even if they're not considered that that great of, a, of football programs, you should still give yourself a huge pat on the back. And Duke, I think, is putting themselves on the map as of uh, lately when it comes to college football. And I think they're going to be even more impressive uh, as the season goes on. I'm going to go with the Blue Devils. Let me tell you, Duke has looked really impressive this year. And talking about their QB, Daniel Jones, he can run, he can throw. They were very consistent against Baylor. I'm very excited to say that our defense is great this year. And it doesn't get – after UNC, they, they have a tough schedule. You know, they take on Miami next week, followed by Virginia, then Florida State, then Virginia Tech. It's not going to be easy for them these next few games, but I think they can go 4-0 here and beat UNC. I've got Duke. One of the games of the week, number 16, TCU, undefeated, takes on Mason Rudolph, number 6-ranked Oklahoma State. Who wins this one, Will? Okay, so I kind of counted out uh, TCU when I uh, said that SMU would upset them because of uh, – how well their quarterback did, and I and I was wrong when counting out the Horn Frogs, but uh, this is going to be a totally different uh, story. Yeah. You're playing you're playing against a, an elite quarterback like Mason Rudolph in uh, Clearwater, Oklahoma, and uh, it's uh, just going to be a really really a uh, big uphill uh, battle for the Horn Frogs. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Well, I think the score will be 31 to 14 here. I see. I see TCU starting out up 14 to seven, and then I see Oklahoma State riding, riding, riding them all the way to 31 points, and just beating TCU here. 31 to 14 is my score. Number eight, Michigan, three and zero, takes on Purdue, two and one. Last year, Purdue put up a fight. This year, their team looks pretty good. This year, as Michigan's team has looked okay, do we see an upset here, or does Michigan win this one? Uh, Jim Harbaugh as been impressive as of lately, going from the professionals leading the 49ers to the Super Bowl down in New Orleans to college football where he he where he went to school. Um, I say that this is going to be a close game, but I think that the Wolverines will pull out OW. I think so, too. I think Michigan here, when you think about Will Spates, the QB for them, and you talk about Michigan's defense, they've done really well. I see Michigan winning this one as well. Number four, Penn State 3-0, takes on one of the top defenses in the nation, yet they're not ranked. Iowa, who is 3-0 as well. Who wins this one, Will? Okay, so Saquon Barkley is... Easily one of the best running backs I've seen this season so far. But there's also Trace McSorley, who is a, Penn State's a top QB. He has been impressive uh, as a lately. And I'm going to say, I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. Penn State is just on fire as of lately. They are white hot. They're only going to get better as the season goes on. They might even be a threat to the national championship. Uh, I'm going to go with the Nittany Lions. I'm going to go with the Nittany Lions as well. I like what I've seen from them. Saquon Barkley is someone you can't forget about. I think once he gets broke, once he breaks away from this defense in the first quarter, he's going to do very well. Penn State wins this one. Number 20, Florida came back and upset Tennessee in overtime as they take on Kentucky, who upset South Carolina last week. Now the Kentucky Wildcats are 3-0 in football. Now they take on a ranked team. Who wins this one, Will? No, okay, Florida's trying to get back on track. I really admire that. But they're taking on uh, possibly another underrated uh, program, uh, and they seem to be hungry for a win. I'm going to go with Kentucky in an upset. Ooh, I like that. 
I think I'm going to take Kentucky in here as well. I love what I saw from them against South Carolina. It, it was such a good game, such a great performance by them. I believe in them. I think Florida struggled lately. I mean, it doesn't help that Hurricane Irma came in to visit them as well yeah. and held them off as well. All right, so Notre Dame versus Michigan State, a big rivalry. Um, Notre Dame 2-1, and one, Michigan State 2-0 and oh right now. They had a bye last week. They come back in here. Who wins this one, Will? Well, I'm uh, going to be uh, kind of honest. I'm still not 100% uh, impressed uh, with uh, Notre Dame. I just think they're kind of a mediocre uh, program right now. Uh, and uh, since they're going to be in East Lansing, that's going to be a bit of a, an uphill uh, battle. I'm going to go with the Spartans. Ooh, I'm going to go with the um, Spartans here as well. I think they'll upset Notre Dame as well. Number seven, Washington, Jake Browning, and the Huskies take on the Colorado Buffaloes. Who wins this one, Will? Ooh, when uh, Washington uh, has been very impressive as lately, who'd expected them to be in the top ten, uh, for, for crying out loud? I didn't. No, no, I don't think anybody did. So that's what makes them uh, so interesting. Uh, They're an amazing program, and uh, they went to the peak to the playoff last year, they might have they might have gotten blown out by Alabama, but they at least made it. So that proves that they can be a tough team, and they're going to continue to show it. I'm going to go with Washington. I'm going with Washington as well. Like I said, Jake Browning's going to have a great performance in this game. I like what I've seen from them. Washington in this one. The game of the week, ladies and gentlemen, number 17 Mississippi State has been imp so impressive this, this year. They take on Georgia, number 11 ranked Bulldogs. Now, Comparing the QBs here, right, Nick Fitzgerald for the Mississippi State um, Bulldogs. Now, 43 for 70, 530, 543 passing yards, and seven touchdowns. Only one interception this year. Whereas backup Jake Fromis came in here throwing five touchdown passes in the year, only one interception. And both running backs, Williams and Chubb, for both teams, have done well as well. This is going to be a tough one, Will. Who wins this one? Yeah, this is possibly the... When I was looking at uh, my college pick -em and this game was on here... I had to think really hard about this because Mississippi State absolutely destroyed LSU. Yes. And that uh, proved that they're here to fight and that they could potentially knock off Alabama. But when the, I saw that uh, they're playing uh, Georgia in Athens, I think that might be a bit of a factor in here, especially with running back Nick uh, Chubb. I say that by three... Georgia wins. I'm going with Mississippi State here. I like what I've seen from them. I want to. I think they can beat Georgia. I think they contend with Alabama. I like Mississippi State in this game. With that being said, I'm TJ. And I'm Will. And this is Real, Real Talk, Talk Sports. Sports. See you soon.